Good morning. Thank you for having us on your show. Hey, uh, the, you know, if people go to your website, they will learn a little bit more about you. But I thought uh, we'd spend a minute or two of, um, about, you know, your story. So uh, just tell us a little bit about your bio. Where were you born in Michigan? How were you raised? And how did you get to become a chiropractor in Kalamazoo, if, if, if you wouldn't mind? You know, absolutely. I was actually born in Cincinnati, Ohio, and then my family moved up to Michigan when I was six months old to the Coldwater, Michigan area, and we were there for a while. My dad was in the beginning stages of his military career, um, so we stayed there, and I we ended up in Onstead, Michigan, where I went to high school. And then after my high school uh, uh, little career there, we went to Western Michigan University, and I played football for the Broncos. Go Broncos, of course. Hey, what, what position then, uh, did you play? Inside linebacker. Wow, Okay. Yep. So had a successful career there, um, signed a free agent contract with the Chicago Bears. Unfortunately, I was cut. So I decided to go back to chiropractic school, became a chiropractor, and my wife also played volleyball at Western. And so uh, we loved the area so much, we decided to settle here, and we pretty much been here for the last 14 years. All right. That's a little bit about Garrett Soldano. Now, what do you think about this news out of the uh, Bureau of Elections where they said uh, James Craig and Perry Johnson, two who were leading with fundraising and polling, if you uh, if you follow that, may be disqualified. They uh, they didn't have the proper number of petition signatures. I guess that'll be decided on Thursday. Could go to court, etc. What do you make of that, and how's that affect the race? Well, I tell you what, it affects the race tremendously because uh, Craig was obviously the front runner for a while, and we were gaining steam and gaining on him. But you know what? We're always going to be five points behind in our own mentality. That's just the mentality of our campaign. But we're blessed to have a grassroots army of volunteers behind us, and they've been fighting beside me for the last two years as we were fighting against Governor Whitmer's draconian lockdowns and all these mandates and everything that she's been doing. So we um, had no paid circulators. Um, we started our paid circulation back in July, and we were the first candidate to turn in our over 20,000 signatures in January. So while everyone else was uh, scrambling around to get on the ballot, um, we were organizing and structuring our organization to get ready for this big push. And that's what we have been doing over the past month is uh, just activating our grassroots army with phone calls and door knocking in events. And as a chiropractor, you're a business person. That's your private practice there. How? And I know you were inspired to run uh, after watching uh, Governor Whitmer kind of take over the state single-handedly. How were uh, you impacted as a, a small business person by the lockdowns that uh, she ordered and well, and then that, we're going to follow up on asking, how would you have handled that differently? Well, I tell you what, you know, we go all the way back to early 2020. Um, I was deemed essential, and I hate that word essential. Anyone that provides for their family, puts food on the table, your job is essential. And a lot of people think I stood up because my business was getting affected. No, I stood up because I believe in those words on that Constitution. Um, and I was waiting, like many other Michiganders, for someone in a position of power, an elected official, um, to stand up, and all we heard was crickets. And so I decided to uh, start a Facebook group, which I called Michiganders Against Excessive Quarantine. And in a little over three days, it grew to over 300,000 people, and immediately a movement was born. And so as a leader of this new movement, it was my job to direct this energy into a force to be reckoned with to inspire positive change in the state of Michigan. And we were able to do that with also spearheading the Unlock Michigan campaign, which we the people got 539,000 signatures in 80 days that took away the very law that she was using um, that unilaterally control over all of us. So we are a movement to get things done, and that's the same mentality that I'm going to bring to the state as Michigan's next governor. Would you, um, if the governor had worked with the legislature and together they, uh, the, our representatives and the governor came up 
with the same idea and said, well, um, we've looked at everything. We've talked to the so-called experts, and we think that we ought to only allow essential businesses to operate and shut schools, et cetera. Would that have been a little more acceptable to you? I mean, I guess the question is, what upset you, her policy or the way she just did it on her own? Or both. Oh, both you, hey, look, if the legislature would have agreed with the governor and locked us down, you'd never, ever get the way to get to the permission to take away people's constitutional freedoms, sacred values, and citizens' rights, regardless of a pandemic. You know, we have rights as Americans. We have rights as Michiganders. And so even if the legislature went along with her, um, I still would have stood up because there's a lot of other states out there who did it right. Even Governor DeSantis went on record, and he locked down initially. He went on record saying that he made a mistake and he'd never lock down again. And when he made that statement, he got eaten alive with the corporate media. But come to find out that lockdowns, which I've been standing up ever since the beginning, were going to do more harm than good. It was going to destroy our economy. It was going to put us into a mental health crisis. And those are the things that we're going to be dealing with over the next decade, especially in the state of Michigan. Yeah. A uh, couple things on the pages uh, in, in going on now. Corporate welfare, as uh, in general, do you support the state like they just did with general manager uh, general motors i think they gave him 600 to 700 million dollars to uh, open a battery plant and expand another plant and they still have a fund they're thinking about right now um, by uh, marshall michigan there's a big piece of property and they're trying to draw somebody there so the state's acting as this uh, well an economic development position using taxpayer money do you, what are your thoughts on that yeah they're using the soar fund and look, I can understand why the legislation and our legislature and the governor are trying to do this because they need a win. But I just read this morning that we just lost another battery factory to Indiana. So yeah. it's time for some long-term common sense solutions. And one of the reasons um, why these businesses are leaving, and there was a mass exodus of people leaving the state even before COVID, because we need to make Michigan free again. We have to make sure that no governor can weaponize the health department to shut us down or restrict us during the next cold and flu season. We need to cut regulations. But one of the main reasons why these people are leaving the state of Michigan is because there's no long-term energy-dense solutions here. You know, we're, the solar and wind that we have can complement the grid, but they're not the long-term energy-dense solution. So energy is very expensive, and that's why we lost those 11,000 jobs in Kentucky and Tennessee. And so I can understand why they're trying to, to do that so they can get a win. But how about we just make Michigan so attractable that people want to move back here, and then we don't have to use taxpaying dollars to basically bribe these big businesses on coming back here. Yep. It's just bringing common sense back. What can uh, you do as a governor or even the legislature to to have more reliable uh, electricity and, and, and power, energy, I should say, more reliable energy uh, the, that we have now? We, long- we, we, I say we just had a warning that uh, went out from MISO, which is uh, controls a lot of the electric utilities in the Midwest, that said we could have brownouts this summer because they're taking off some of these coal plants and gas plants faster than they are replacing them with yeah. any kind of alternative power. Exactly. They're trying to, to shove the Green New Deal down our throats, and we need an all-of-the-above approach. And they just shut down the nuclear reactor down in southwest Michigan. Yeah. And so the only long-term energy-dense solutions that are on the table right now is nuclear and gas. In gas, we have the largest storage capacity for natural gas in the union. And Michigan can not only be energy independent, but we need to be able to stand on our own two feet as well. And so if we don't start investing into these infrastructure, if we don't have long-term energy-dense solutions, we're going to be in trouble, especially when they plan on, plan on uh, plugging in our entire automobile fleet by 2030 and 2050. But again, mm-hmm. an all-of-the-above approach is what we need, not just one 
solution, not to an all of the above, and as Michigan's next governor, that's what I'm going to fight for. Uh, line 5 runs under the, under the Straits of Mackinac, well-publicized. Uh, Enbridge has said they'll spend uh, hundreds of millions of dollars to build a tunnel in the bedrock to run the new pipe under to solve the uh, problem of the fears of the current pipe. Do you support that, or and what would you do with the governor's lawsuit? She's suing them to try to shut down Line 5 right now. Yeah, Dana Nessel is. And look, yeah. you know, we can all agree that we don't want some pipe on the bottom of the lake in case something catastrophic happens, like, God forbid, a shipwreck or anything else that could rupture that. Because an oil spill in our Great Lakes would be unbelievably catastrophic um, for the people who live on the lake, our fishing industry, um, our natural resource, and so forth. But they've come up with a common-sense solution. You, you bury the tunnel. And the great thing about burying the tunnel is you can run other things through there, like broadband, you know, and hardwire the UP that will attract more high-tech jobs. And so they've come up with a solution. Um, I'm for the tunnel, but we all can agree that we want to basically get that pipe off the bottom of the lake. That's for sure. Garrett Saldano is our guest. Chiropractor Kalamazoo has been in the uh, race for governor announced, uh, what, two years ago? A year ago. A year ago. Um Roe versus Wade, as you're well aware, well, you know everybody's speculating, but there was the draft that was uh, that was leaked, and there are indications they could overturn R.V. Wade or or modify it in some way. It would kick back to Michigan if if it kicked back to the states. Michigan's law goes back to I think 1849. There's another one, but basically both of them would ban abortion. I think the 1849 one says unless the mother's health is threatened. Uh, as, as a governor, where would you come down on that? Would you want to see new legislation crafted? Would you be fine with the old laws kicking in, or how would you feel about that? I am 100% unapologetically pro-life. My mom was adopted, and if her birth mother could have had an abortion, I wouldn't be here. And I know a lot of the people on the progressive left wishes that would have happened, but I will always stand for life. We shouldn't be having taxpaying dollars going to Planned Parenthood. We need to put these taxpaying dollars into pregnancy crisis centers, um, a reform, our foster and adoption care centers to show these women and um, allow them to understand that their baby is loved, their baby is precious, and they're going to have a great support system. So I will always stand for life with that. But you got to understand what, what they're trying to do is the, the whole state and the whole country is a dumpster fire right now. And so somebody leaked that stuff to take the awareness of what's truly going on, the invasion at the border, our economy, inflation. We're on our way to a recession, if not depression. So what they try to do is just release that. They take everyone's focus off the true problems of America right now. And it's it's horrible leadership, not only at the federal level, but also at the state level. All right. Hey, um, what do you have thoughts? I guess they have a bunch of money that uh, they printed up in Washington, sent out to the states, and we still haven't spent it all. From what I understand, there's another... Two, three billion left in Lansing. Any thoughts on uh, how it should have been handled or uh, how they could handle that? Do you support any kind of income tax cut such as the Republican legislature has proposed? Yeah, I do. I don't I don't think we should be doing what Governor Whitmer's doing right now is influx a bunch of more money to rise inflation even worse. Um, I am for cutting the income tax down to, to what it was before. I think it was at around 3.9%, which the state constitution said it should be. Um, so we have to figure out ways to get money back into Michigander's pockets. And that's why I was all for the legislature when they tried to get rid of the state gas tax. But Governor Whitmer vetoed that and just wanted to do the federal. And again, we need somebody who's going to work with the legislature to bring some common sense solutions so Michigan can get back on its own two feet. And not only that, 
we can lead the charge to really show America what we're about and how we can be the powerhouse of the nation. Two northern Michigan things. Uh, the Detroit Regional Chamber of Commerce on Mackinac Island, uh, was it next week? Gubernatorial debate. Will you be taking part in that? Yep, we'll be taking part in There's a gubernatorial debate this Saturday up in Traverse City. Um, and there's also one on the island, obviously, on next Thursday. So we'll be at both. Traverse City, of one, oh, one on Saturday. Okay, we'll get the information out on that. And then Frisky's, which is in, um, I want to say, uh, what is it, Atwood? Norwood. Anyway, everybody knows where Frisky's on US 31, July 2nd, part of the 4th of July weekend there. They have a Freedom Festival. I understand you'll be there. Yes, I'll be the keynote speaker, and everyone loves the All-American Frisky family, that's for sure. Just great people. Well, Facebook doesn't. Apparently, they're not allowing them to advertise their Freedom Festival. (laughs) That's not shocking to me. Having 10 of my platforms taken off uh, Facebook over the past two years, um, they're really good at censoring. Wow. Amazing. All right, Garrett Saldano, I'm sure you have work to do, and uh, we have a news break coming up. Thanks for your time today. People can check out uh, more about Garrett. It's S-O-L-D-A-N-O, Garrett Saldano. Uh, the website's GarrettForMichigan.com. Thanks for your time today, sir. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you.